Today, Joe Biden was finally asked uh, about the Tara Reid allegations. Not so sure that it was a good idea for him to go on camera on the record. We'll get into that. Uh, Also, the Michigan governor extends the emergency order after the legislature votes to sue her. What could possibly go wrong there? And the coronavirus pandemic won't be controlled until two-thirds of the population has immunity, now says some experts. We've got a lot to get into, and it starts right now. Happy Friday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today joined by uh, Blaze, the Blaze.com's own Aaron Colon. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Our, uh, my favorite reporter. Yeah, that's right. I said Always. it. Always. I said it. All right. I said it. it. I don't care who knows it. Suck it, other writers. <laughs> <laughs> also joined by, I get to say this new title now, Blaze TV contributor. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Eric July. Back in the house. Yes, yes, yes. Back, more, more official than I've ever been. I know. So, yeah. I know. We're happy to have you on board. I'm excited. I'm stoked. It's yeah. a long time coming. It, it really has been. He's like, yeah, now I'm actually getting credit for all the work that I've been doing for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot to get into. Um, Biden. Let's get into Biden first. So Joe Biden went on to Morning Joe this morning, was interviewed by Mika Brzezinski, and uh, he finally was asked. I I know he knew he was going to be asked this, right? That was the whole plan. Get him on television. Have him deny the Tara Reid sexual assault allegations. Um, There was a lot that happened in this interview. It was like an hour long, so obviously we can't play all of it. Um, I did find it interesting, a couple things that we don't have that I would like to get your thoughts on first. Number one, that uh, Joe Biden was asked about the papers um, that the University of Delaware has. And he was trying to say, these have nothing to do with personnel records. What these have to do with are, you know, speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And he said... And the idea that they would all be made public and the fact that I was running for public office, they could really be taken out of context. And that's what I'm like. Yeah, that's the problem here is the context, (laughs) not what they say or anything. Right. People are going to twist it around. Right, right. Well, and also for a party who's demanding that President Trump release his tax returns and release all of these different, you know, uh, facets of his life. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we're worried that papers could be taken out of context. So he says, uh, you know, the papers are position papers. They're documents that existed. And that when I, for example, when I met with Putin or when I met with whomever, all of that to be fodder in a campaign at this time. I just don't know anyone who's done anything like that. We shouldn't do it. Eric, that just, that raises red flags for me. Yeah, I mean, that means that there's more than likely something in there that's going to be damning for him. Um, and he's he's totally aware of that. He's not oblivious. I know his team's not not oblivious to it. That's the only reason why you wouldn't want to make something public. And I, I mean, that's not to say that what he's saying doesn't make any sense, you know, because context does matter in certain things. But I think in this context, it more so points to the play that whether it be the leftists or the, these Democrats have been well, you, you sort of re- recently mentioned uh, Trump and how they hey uh, we got to see everything we got to see everything and just any shred of anything just means that it was some wrongdoing or something bad that is being done so if anything it seems like well you know you kind of got to play by those same rules when it comes to you uh, Joe Biden so I mean, this is I mean, this is the cards that you dealt with. And a lot of this stems from his own party um, and his own colleagues sort of doing that. You know what I mean? Creating that culture of, okay, we want to see everything from all eras, uh, no matter the context. And we're going to try to turn it on you to make it 
um, you know, make you look bad, make you look like a bad person, or make you did do some sort of, you know, make it look like you did some sort of wrongdoing. Um, it's more so what it is. So, but that again, that's, I mean, you get what you deserve. I mean, that's just kind of what this is, is the culture that they've been, been creating. So I think this whole sort of presidential camp, or more so this, uh, this round, right? They had, that's what we've been seeing. A lot of, okay, well, now the shoe is on the other foot. Um, where every time I come over here, it seems like we're talking about something of that nature. Like, well, now it's on the other foot. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I don't know if we could we could do that. It was like, well, that was certainly not the argument that you were making a week ago. You know what right. I mean? Or a month ago. But, you know, it's it's a party. It's a show. Like I've like I've said as many times, like show it, show it all. I'll, if it damns them, whatever, I'm just going to sit back, grab the popcorn. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Aaron, it's, yeah, go ahead. It's been fun watching them squirm and twist to try to, yeah. like, fit this and not contradict what they've said yep. before. Because oh, all yeah. we've heard is that, well, Trump, if your tax returns are fine, then just show them all. Because what's the harm if you have or, nothing or, to hide? Or how about this? I mean, we just came off of the heels of an impeachment uh, where the entire thing, the entire premise that they had was taking President Trump's words out of context mm-hmm. in a phone call that he made. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, it, it's, I think that's... To me, as I analyze this whole entire situation, is to they're trying to not seem like they are contradicting themselves or being right. hypocrites. But I don't see that there's any sort of way that they can go go this route uh, without being just that. Right. Again, this is the sort of table that they've set for the last months, for the last weeks, um, this whole entire election cycle. Yeah. So here we are. You know, this is this is why I don't think just because you want to damn like your your adversaries, I've always thought, no matter what it is, it's a bad idea to sort of try to apply some sort of logic that you wouldn't apply to yourself. You won't extend it to the conclusion because at some point in time, you know, you, you basically set the table for them to then turn it on you. Um, and if, you know, uh, to me, it just invalidates everything that you've done before if you don't want to you know, hold your feet to that same fire. Yeah, and if you, they know exactly what's in those papers. He went and looked at it recently. They probably went through every line of that. And he knows that if it was as boring as he's trying to tell us that it is, and there would be no problem to just dump all this on us. Some people will read through it and it'll blow over. But we know that if you're stumbling through trying to hide and use this careful language, like there's something in there. And he's talking in the way that shows, I don't know if he's guilty or not, but it it indicates that he has something to hide. And it's fun seeing them on the other side as if he never thought he'd be sitting on MSNBC <laughs> having to answer for something like this the way that Trump would have to yep. do. Yeah, which let's that, that brings us to our uh, the the clips that we have of this. Here is Joe Biden uh, on MSNBC just, you know, in part of his denial that no none of this ever happened. Watch. As we await for the records from the National Archives, are you absolutely certain, are you absolutely positive there is no record of any complaint by Tara Reid against you? I am absolutely positive that no one that I'm aware of ever has been made aware of any complaint, a formal complaint made by or a complaint by Tara Reid against me at the time this allegedly happened 27 years ago or until the, I announced for pre- well, it was, I guess it was in April or May of this year. Okay, so first of all, it's May 1st. So it was not April or May of this year. Welcome to May. Well, we all Joe know Biden. Joe Biden has a really good sense of time. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, as he sits in his recreational room. <laughs> um, but, you know, he says this lawyerly type, well, 
lawyerly, but Joe Biden in gaff, gaff Joe Biden yeah. fashion. You know, I, I'm not aware of anyone else who's been made aware of any uh, complaints that other people or also maybe she said. I mean, the whole thing he fumbles through. When I'm listening to it, I'm like, this is plausible deniability for him to say, I just didn't remember because I'm suffering from some things going on upstairs. <laughs> I've heard that run like five, six times. I have no idea exactly yeah, what he's denying. He's it's so confusing <laughs> that I don't even know what point he's trying Maybe to Maybe that was by design. You know what right, I mean? It's that's like what I'm he's saying. trying to say something that doesn't make any sense, but it's not, he's not saying anything concrete right. to where you could sort of stick it to him. Well, he's you saying, said this. He's just repeating not aware yeah, several yeah. different ways yeah. and no com- yeah, no co- complaint, complaint yeah. several different it's ways. It's always like a big red flag when somebody goes to awareness versus whether or not they did something. Yeah. I'm not right, aware of anybody exactly. saying True. something versus I just didn't do it. Like if he, if this was totally baseless and he did nothing that could be indicated to be what this is, then you could just say that. And when you can't say that, well, what does that mean? You draw your own conclusions yeah. Well, um, so we have another clip. So Mika went on, which kudos to her. Mm-hmm. Can I? D- yes, does anyone yeah. disagree with me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, kudos to her. She actually went on. She held his feet to the fire. I think more than anyone else in mainstream media, I've seen them treat a Democrat. She did, you know, ask follow-up questions. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more about the fact that Tara Reid did have corroborating stories, did have, you know, the neighbor and the friends who said yes back at that time. She did come to me and she was broken up about it and she did tell me the same story. I would have liked to have heard that from her. But uh, she did ask him once he denied it. She said, "Okay, well, what if we just why won't you let them search the public records? Why won't you let them search the University of Delaware records? Why not just let them search do a search for Tara Reid. You don't have to release any of these other things that you're saying might be taken out of context. What about just the Tara Reid part? They can just do a search for Tara Reid. Here is Joe Biden's uh, response to that. It gets a little weird. I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. A search for that. <laughs> Nothing classified with you... the president or anybody else. I'm just asking why not do a search for Tara Reed's name in the University of Delaware records. Now, in Joe Biden's defense, I don't think he understood at yeah. all what she was asking. I don't think he understands how technology works yeah. and that you can just like modify the search and just search yeah, his for those face seemed to indicate like how do you even do that? <laughs> he like, even I don't started even, to say he's like she <laughs> needed to explain control after him so that he could answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. he was confused about that. But I mean, we at the same time like once he understood what she was asking, it's a simple question. He, right. he never answered. Why can't we just search for the name? If it's not there, it's not there. You know, it's no big deal. But he still won't even allow that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I mean, that's what he was talking about in the in the video about. Well, there's no personnel records or uh, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. And um, basically, she's simply asking, like, OK, why can't we search if there's nothing there? You know what I mean? It should be, you know, the search won't find anything or something of that nature. And he doesn't seem to be able to bridge that gap or understand that that's a possible thing that they they can do. Or, again, he, it's that he, he doesn't want to commit to doing something like that because maybe it does undercover uh, uh, uncover something that, again, may be damning, even if it's, again, context, it, it is a thing. And we know that his his party has a history of, uh, uh, though not exclusively, but his party, uh, certainly the pundits have, you know, they have this tendency to take remove things from context, make things seem a lot worse than what they are. Um, and now again, he, the shoe is now on his foot. 
So I'm really interested to see how this whole entire deal plays out. And if they'll continue to, as this goes on, like they did with the Brett Kavanaugh's of the world, are they going to continue to grill them uh, to the oblivion to just, you know, make sure that something, if there was something that happened, there's justice uh, brought. Like I said, I just want to see a show. You know what I mean? So let's, let's, let's get it going. Eric's given up on America. Nah, he just, just wants to see the show. Let's get it going, We've seen man. so many public figures have to go through this Me Too sexual assault allegations, mm-hmm. misconduct allegations. We've seen sort of the playbook for how to do it well if you're innocent and how to do it poorly if we don't know whether you did or not. He's doing literally everything wrong in one interview and it's pretty amazing <laughs> to know that he knew what he was going to be asked and he cannot even get the basics of clear denials and transparency and just yeah little boxes you want to check if you're really trying to prove your innocence. He didn't hit one of those in that interview. Yeah, no, it it really is interesting to see, especially to see one of the people who, I mean, you could go and play back the comments he made when it came to Brett Kavanaugh, Uh and he said all women should be believed. Mm -hmm. He said, even today, weirdly enough, he said, yeah, well, all women deserve to be listened to, and yeah, there should be an investigation, and it's like, Mm -hmm. well, don't you think that investigation should start with the records that you're refusing to release? Mm. Wouldn't that be step one of the investigation? You're saying that this other man over here with no corroboration and no evidence, he had an FBI investigation placed into him. Now, all of a sudden, you say there should be an investigation, but you're not making, you're not providing the information for them to make their own determination. Um, Do you think, Eric, do you think that, do you think that eventually this actually plays out fairly because I, I'm too well, cynical. I, I, no, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, I think that it's just, it's gotten to a point to where it's so big to where they have to ask him those questions. Yeah. Um, it was an inevitable thing. It's just something that they have to discuss. Now, I don't see that it goes as far, and whether it be with media or even with their little alphabet groups throughout the government, uh, in terms of their investigations, actually trying to get to the root of this issue and try to find if I don't know if it actually gets to that point. This may be the surface level and maybe that's all that we we get to. And I think the only reason they're even entertaining this again is because the whole lot of coverage uh, definitely once that whole Larry King thing Mm -hmm. interview came out, it was like, wait a minute. Uh, It kind of it gave at least some possible, you know, validity to what she had been saying. So who knows? But I don't do I see it. You know, going like whether it be Kavanaugh or any anything of that, I don't think it's going to get that deep. I don't think they they got it in them. Um, but that I, I, if it happens like that, they, there you go. You can see, hey, y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. You right. Know I mean? It's not really about that. Yeah, Aaron. Um, last word on this. You know, it's times like these where I look at social media and I'm like. Thank God we have social media and we have ways to find out the thing like the Larry King live Mm -hmm. video and things of that nature. Because if not for that, the mainstream media would not be talking about this at all. Yeah, they only only did it because of the pressure. Mm -hmm. And we know that Joe Biden has never been really good at speaking clearly and balancing complicated things. And now it's fun to watch (laughs) him to have to say, well, we've got to believe all women, even one who I'm saying is lying. And that balance is not something he's going to be able to hold up. That's the demographic that they try to appeal to. You know what I mean? That's the... That's what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you set that you, table for yeah, yourself. Yeah, bingo, bingo. So here, here you are. And uh, I don't know if he gets out on the other side of it. Like, obviously, I think it's damning, even if it doesn't go into as much detail as some of the other people who have had these sort of allegations um, put upon them. Who knows what, what happens? But I just, at some point, it, it is somewhat damning. Yeah. I'm already even seeing uh, people on that side, left side, being very, very critical yeah. 
of him. So it's going to hurt him regardless, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, at the very least, all of the actual Me Too advocates who really, really want to make a difference see these people for what they really yep. are. Uh, coming up next, the Michigan governor extends their emergency order after the legislature votes to sue her. It's almost like this isn't about safety and just about control. Huh, I don't know. We'll get into it next. Oh, that woman is a peach, man. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has uh, rebuked the Republican-controlled Michigan House of Representatives. Now, they declined to extend the governor's emergency measures. And instead of being like, yeah, we'll take your emergency measures, they were like, yeah, we're just going to sue you for unauthorized use of power. Uh, With three executive orders, she is extending these three executive orders uh, that will take the state's emergency declaration until May 28th. God, could you imagine being in Michigan and knowing this is not over for another month? I I don't know. I mean, my heart goes out to you guys because we're just now opening up at 25% capacity today. And I'm already like, if I don't get into a restaurant, I'm going to jump off of a bridge. (laughs) I'm tired of being shut indoors. Uh, So obviously we've covered what this governor has done. She's been one of the most stringent governors in the country. Uh, you know, we saw the pictures of the people who would go to the certain uh, stores and they couldn't buy seeds to, to plant food. Uh, you know, they couldn't do any of those things. And now, instead of coming out and saying, okay, I understand the balance of power here. I understand why uh, the House of Representatives exists to be able to keep me in check. She says, no, screw you guys. I'm just, we're extending this emergency order and I am not giving away my power. I remember seeing a clip of her. We don't have it, but I remember seeing a clip of her responding and and she literally said, if you guys think that I am going to give away my power, yeah, that's not happening. Um, Aaron, I feel like when you extend it all the way out to May 28th without having the data to back that up, it kind of becomes about control and not necessarily about the numbers and the science. Yeah, and these the dates are starting to become more arbitrary than they already were in terms of, okay, we're just, we'll go out a month and then we'll deal with it later. Yeah. And it is about power. It is about stature. It is about the fact that probably in the mainstream media that the, that the Democrats are reading, that the people who would vote for her are reading, she's being hailed as a hero and a powerful, strong female leader with presidential aspirations and things like that. And these are the kind of things that fuel these governors. I think the same thing's happening with Cuomo to an extent in New York. Just it's like a, a woman, kind of, I said. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that, I'm not going to say that. It's, it's the kind of thing that fuels them to say, okay, I'll just grab more, I'll just grab more. And yeah. if nobody's going to stop me, and if I'm going to keep getting credit from it from the people who I'm trying to impress, then why wouldn't I keep doing it? And so it's less about the dates. We hear less talk about, okay, this is the science behind why we need to go to the 28th, or these are the benchmarks that we want to hit before I'll let these things expand. It's all about, I can. I have this power, I'm not going to give it up, let's keep going, and I'll decide myself when I want to let this thing go. Yep. I mean, that's what exactly is, it's been crazy for me to see this play out exactly how I said it was going to play out. Yeah. I said that this was going to incentivize these sort of governments to create these sort of state, these uber-authoritarian, state-socialistic, state-fascistic forms of government, and they were going to play on people's fears in order to do that. And they were going to use this as an opportunity for a power grab. I had been saying this. So many of my colleagues had been saying this, that that's exactly what this is. It had nothing to do with actually saving you guys or anything of that nature. Just from a logical standpoint, the fact that we're able to go in these hot boxes 
like Walmarts and Home Depot, which has more foot traffic than they've ever had and acting as if this is going to stop any virus or anything of that nature. And now we're seeing that this sort of infected fatality rate is as low as is like as as it actually is. You're more just probably just as likely to die from, you know, driving home from work than you are from from this virus. And yet they still are kicking this can down the road. So for me, it's two different things. It's it's the power grab, of course. They figure that this is a way that they can sort of create heroes out of themselves and heroes out of these other occupations. But they also they they, they also could just use this as sort of this 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 means to not prove that they have the egg on their face, which they do. At least that's how I see it. I see that they have egg on their face. You were wrong. You got it wrong from the get go. And what other way to try to figure out that you're like sort of doing something to see like, yeah, I'm trying to save these guys, even though. We kind of messed up. But look, if I didn't do this, you know, think about all the people that that would have died. So, again, they're creating heroes um, out of themselves. But I, I really do question. I was talking to um, a guest uh, on, a, on a completely different show about New York City mm-hmm. and their experience. And he, he was talking about how that was the whole point. The whole point was to sort of grab this 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 power and they are going to keep kicking the can down. They're setting these arbitrary rules this, that as far as nobody, they never had an exit strategy in the first place. It was just shut everything out and down and we'll figure out. It was never a legitimate uh, exit strategy. But now they for sure, they they for sure don't really know what they're even looking for. This is why they moved the post. It went from flatten the curve to exterminate the virus yeah. in its entirety when flatten the curve had absolutely nothing to do with that. It always assumed that the number of people that were going to get the virus were going to get the virus. The whole point was to spread it out over time. Now, all of a sudden, it's about, well, you know, you may people maybe get wait, wait a minute. There might be a second wave. Yeah, well, yeah no kidding. Yeah, y'all already assumed that. Like <laughs> right. we, we'd already assumed that. So why all of a sudden are we not stopping, uh, you know, the virus altogether? But that's the goalpost move. And, and that's the unfortunate thing is that a lot of people's livelihoods are either put in question or completely derailed because these governors, um, these state officials, mayors, what have you, Congress folk are trying to. Again, make this a show for themselves and make heroes out of themselves and other sorts of uh, occupations. This was never about saving people. You know what contributes to this as well, the ability to do this, is that when a platform like YouTube says that anything that goes against the prevailing narrative is shut down. I had a video removed. removed. I, I saw that you I had, had a video. I had a video yeah. removed talking about the two the two doctors. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. And I had the video completely removed. Like, and, and that's never happened to me. For I've been doing YouTube videos. I was 16 years old. Um, I'm 30 now, but so that's what 14 or so years I've been doing. I got the video removed. I've never had Not that. Just, usually it's demonetized. Yeah, demonetized. Right? Yeah. I got it that's completely removed. And they said I had seven days to try to appeal it. And st- I've never had that ever happen to me. And that freaks me out about this. But you, you compl- you're completely yeah, cause, right. Because when you do that, it's harder for people to get the counter narrative, the counter information that says, hey, maybe we can go out. Maybe what this governor is doing is not in your best interest. And when we can't even get the opposite perspective into the conversation, then that allows it to be easier because much of the public is uninformed about what the actual situation is. They're only hearing some of the hysterical stuff that's going on on the news. Which, again, I mean, I, I know I've said this in previous shows, but that's what's so dangerous about, I mean, you're talking about a brand new 
virus that mm-hmm. we are just now finding out information about. You're not talking about the Earth is round, mm-hmm. right? You're not talking about something that we've known for so long that, okay, I might understand. I don't understand censorship, but I might understand why you would say, all right, the science is settled there. But yeah. in my opinion, science is never settled, which is why we have medications that all of a sudden go off the market because we find out that they're unsafe, even though they've gone it wasn't. Trials. It was like the, this whole trust the experts, trust the science is just slogan, just yes. like flatten the curve yes. and all the other just slogans that don't mean anything because there's a debate happening among the science community right now. There has been since it all started. There's plenty of epidemiologists that were like, why would you want to lock lock everything down? They've been saying that long ago. Anybody who has an interest in this being resolved in the best way possible would want all the expert voices involved. So if you're trying to shut down any voice, that shows that your best interest is not us getting to the solution. Which brings up, Aaron, I think that you wrote this at theblaze.com. The coronavirus pandemic will not be controlled until two-thirds of the Mm -hmm. population has immunity. This was... uh, uh, a report by the experts at the Center for Infect- Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. Yep. And they say, guys, we have to we have to go out and get the virus and become yeah, immune to it. They lay out these scenarios and there's no scenario where we just hide in our houses until it's gone and then come <laughs> back out. Not it's real either, life, people. We've got this wave that we're dealing with now. We're either going to have a big second wave or we're going to have some little, you know, continuous or whatever the case may be. Until we go through the process of developing some sort of population immunity, this is still going to be a problem. And they're saying that could take up to two years. and It could take longer if we keep locking down. Yeah. Oh, All yeah. we're doing is extending the situation. And so it, we need people to realize that we do have to face this in a smart way, in a safe way, with people who are able to handle it health-wise, but we do have to get out there and we have to address it because there's no magic solution to where this thing just goes away. Even if we get a vaccine, even that doesn't necessarily solve the problem. And then have influenza. Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, exactly. I have, they have, have to We still have, yeah, exactly. So it's not like this. But there's this idea that's going around in people's heads that the vaccine is like, boom, it's gone. 100%. Right. Everybody gets the vaccine immediately and nobody gets coronavirus ever again. It's all about that's people's not how perception, it works. I feel yeah. like. And it's that, not and magic. That, right. And that's what I've been saying from the beginning is that now we have, we live in this bubble. We live in this, you know, uh, society where we think that Western medicine solves all. And if we don't have a vaccine, if we have a vaccine for it, we feel safe, mm-hmm. right? We may not be, but we yeah. feel safe. And if there's not a vaccine for it, all of a sudden we might die. We've got to shut our entire families and our homes to make sure if that we don't get it. We've not done that for anything Never. ever, ever like that. And I want to be clear on that. Like we've, and we've had, you know, sort of these sort of pan epidemics that have, that have happened uh, throughout the course of, of human history over the last hundred years. But for something like this, I mean, even if you didn't, let's say, trust the Chinese numbers, though they said the same exact thing, uh, South Korea, Italy, all these numbers that had come out that were saying, OK, look, there was there's a discriminant. It, it may be indiscriminate in terms of if you can get it, but it's certainly discriminant in terms of how it will impact you. Yes. People with that are elderly, people that have the coma like that, that we knew that months ago. We knew that months ago. And it didn't ever make sense to do this sort of indiscriminate lockdown of all age and health statuses, even though we know that's what the facts show. The facts had long showed us now they're doing the antibody test, which have said the same thing. New York City, uh, uh, L.A. County, um, all, all of these different Santa Clara County, My, uh, Miami, I think they just came out with one said the same thing. Man, this thing is out, out there as far as we we didn't even know that how many people they had and didn't even know they had You know it. what the problem is? It's politically damaging to be able to, to go out and say, all right, people have to go get this virus. So the politicians are protecting yeah. themselves by saying, we've got to do whatever it takes for nobody to get the virus. And that's just not reasonable. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's certainly not not uh, reasonable to put those expectations on all of your constituents who now are not going to understand right. that you're going to get the virus, probably. All right, when we come back, uh, 
The Trump approval numbers have flipped. They've actually reached record high among independents. I wonder if it has anything to do with all the stuff that we've just been talking about. We'll get into that when we come back. Um, I've also seen people posting... All right, uh, while uh, Joe Biden still continues to maintain a solid lead over President Trump in most national polls and in most battleground states, which honestly I find so hard to believe, but we do have to remember what happened in 2016. You can't always trust the polling. However, uh, Americans' views on Trump handling the job have reached some really, really high points, uh, including among independents. Apparently, the Gallup poll finds Trump's overall job approval at 49%, which is the same as a March 13th poll, but it's higher uh, than the April 1st poll of 43%. So most of the variation is approval rating among independents. Uh, 47% of independents approve of the job he is doing, and uh, that is 93% of Republicans and 8% of Democrats, which... Who would have thought there would have even been 8% of the numbers that we could have pulled from the Democrats? But it is very interesting because, um, you know, you see this at a time where we've just been talking about all of the craziness that's been going on right now because of the coronavirus pandemic. But you also have a mainstream media who is finding every single thing that they can to try to throw at the president, make him look like he has not handled this well. Still, in spite of that, it appears, hopefully, if you can trust this polling, that perhaps independents are still coming to their own conclusions, despite the mainstream media narrative. Yeah, and I wonder if some of the things that would make him more appealing in this to independents or Democrats are some of the things that conservatives might criticize him for right now, which is the idea of how much he has been following what Dr. Fauci or Dr. Birch has said. And, you know, when Georgia comes out and the governor comes out and says, we're going to move forward with this opening up thing, and then he throws him under the bus with that. I think some of those things are what Democrats and independents might want because they feel comfortable that, okay, he's listening to the experts and he's not just going off his own instincts. But that's the kind of thing that a lot of conservatives are looking at him like, that's not what we want from you. That's not why we elected you. We elected you to hear what experts are saying and listen to that, but also to do what might be the more difficult decision, the more unpopular decision, because you know that's what people need, which would maybe be to open up the economy in some of these places and to call for that, even though it's going to sound unpopular because we might see more infection numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if that's kind of what's going on with independents and Democrats maybe looking at him saying, oh, he's doing what we want him to do because he's listening to the people they're comfortable with. Yeah, I've grilled Trump on this entire deal. Um, so, it, and I don't know, but that maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. I mean, because he has adopted a more... Um, to, to me, he hasn't been about opening, obviously, this economy. We, we haven't this talk about Easter, right, reopening. We yeah. well past that. Yeah, um, that seems like a long time Yeah, ago. exactly. <laughs> it was, it's funny. I saw, uh, not to interrupt you, but, I, but I'm going to anyway. I saw a tweet uh, that w- someone said, um, you know, they were thinking back to uh, when Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg had dropped out. And it only happened a month ago, which was weird because he had it pegged for like 14 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's how, that's how oh my God, that only yeah. happened that long ago. Yeah. It really does feel like yeah, forever. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, days are going by extra slow. But no, that's, you know, that's what it is. I mean, it, to, to me, it, unfortunately, him taking the wrong positions or having the wrong positions is going to gain him support um, to maybe... Again, I don't know, but maybe that's what it is with the independence. I hope that's not the case, but that could very well be the case when you consider that there are a lot of people who believe there was some silly poll that was done um, saying that 80 percent of people thought that it was too early to reopen. 
Um, so 80? Yeah, like 80, 80. Per- now, nah, Chris, I wasn't ever polled for this. I've so never, yeah, 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 exactly. So, so who knows how legitimate that is? But I, you know, you can come to at least some sort of conclusion that there's a lot of individuals out there that would prefer that we remain in these sort of restrictive, like, like well, sort of lockdown. But especially if they think that we're not supposed to get the virus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the message you're getting. Yeah, that's Yeah, absolutely. So. I think that's the case. And that's the hardest thing about being an actual leader um, is that, you know, like you know, I said, you have to make the tough decision. You know what I mean? And it's go- it may be uh, unpopular. They may not see it at that, at that time. They may have to see it uh, later, you know, see it coming to fruition. But sometimes making the, you know, the, the right decision is not going to be popular. And I think he's made a lot of wrong decisions in this regard or said a lot of wrong things. Let's, thankfully, we haven't had to sort of a complete like nationalistic right. lockdown. You know, really, it's been just a bandwagon effect of, of states doing it. Um, so at least that hasn't been the case. But yeah, like you said, throwing, you know, George under the bus thinking, oh, well, it's too early. Like, that's the wrong thing to say. But maybe that's what's getting him support. I hope that's not the case. Well, and we know that his Republican support is not going anywhere, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Yeah. Joe, yeah, he, Joe yeah, Biden? He's, he's got his base. He's got his votes. And as long as he's putting Fauci out there to say what he says, he's not going to be able to then step up to that podium and then say something opposite. So yeah. politically, mm-hmm. to the mainstream, the independents, the undecideds, whatever, he kind of either has to follow whatever the doctors are saying or he's going to get killed for being anti-science or whatever. Yeah. So he's he's in that tough position because of how this thing sets up publicly. I mean, of course, then he gets killed for it anyway mm-hmm. because he ponders about something, you know, while he's on microphone and everyone says he's telling people to inject disinfectants. So. I would suggest less pondering. Yeah, I, oh, I would too. I would too. Don't, Just, even, don't even open that, that up. Yeah, that is my gob. Uh, all right, before we go, five major U.S. airlines are going to require all passengers to wear masks. Uh, I I guess this was uh, Ed Markey from Massachusetts, Democrat Senator Ed Markey was kind of urging them to do this. He tweeted out every person who flies should be required to wear a mask during a flight during COVID-19. We cannot rely on individuals airlines policies. Uh, So now instead of just the the airlines deciding that they want to do this for themselves, uh, he is now demanding with Senator Blumenthal that uh, the Trump administration issue a nationwide rule to protect the crew, passengers, and the public. Like, why do we have to go so far? Like we had the a thing five where major like, airlines yeah. are already doing it, so it's Delta, American, United, and Frontier, and JetBlue. People don't want to see the market be the market. That's just what they don't want to see because in a lot of cases it was proven wrong. Again, I was talking to a guest out of New York City about how you know certain companies were would voluntarily you know be willing to cre- use their own factories to create these different things uh, that may hospitals may may need you need some sort of uh, what which was what Chuck Schumer was advocating hey we need to take over the the factories right. and and, um, and and so we can make these ventilators most of which they never used mm-hmm. um, but you know that, that, that they don't want to see the market come to fruition however this is the scene that you set up and they actually have clout to make decisions like that when you pass these big bailouts for that industry and you give them money. And now it's like, well, if you want to keep this money, you need to do what we what we need to say. And, and that's that's the danger. It's always been the danger. Yeah. If it, we've learned anything throughout this is that private companies have the ability to step up and make good decisions yep. in these situations. And government is slow <laughs> and unresponsive and wrong a lot of the time. And I don't know how you could come out of this looking like we want the government to be imposing these things versus let's all use our common sense. Let's let the CEOs of these companies do what they need to do. 
I, I don't have a problem with a company saying wear a mask on a flight. Yeah, that seems like a, that's a, the problem. an easy Whatever. precaution yeah. to make. It'll make people feel better. Him. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want, fly I don't him, want but to. But I'm, you know, I'm not gonna see, say that as a bad thing. You know, I'll do it. You know, maybe you guys. Have you disagree. seen how many people touch their faces when they have masks? Oh on? yeah, they, nobody's wearing them, right? I, but I, that's I what I'm saying. To yeah. me, that just that just creates more spread and more chance <laughs> yeah. that they're gonna they're touching their faces and then they're gonna touch the magazine. And they think they're completely and, safe with gloves and masks. They think right. they're do whatever they doing want. All right, this, yeah. exactly. That's not, that's not the point. Exactly. Well, and I mean, this says all passengers. I would love to know. Okay, so are, are you gonna require a two-year-old to wear a mask? Because yeah, I can guarantee you, mm. you're gonna create more germ spread by requiring children to wear masks. You know what we're not talking about, and we don't ever hear is that they keep finding that children are not transmitting this thing in the way mm-hmm. that they thought, and maybe we shouldn't have closed the schools. And that was kids probably the worst. The, the I mask. mean, some epidemiologists said that's the worst thing that happened is yeah. that they closed down the. I mean, but it's never still mind an example my of the information on public that kinda, schools, yeah. But, yeah. but ne- <laughs> never mind that. But they were saying like, you know, this is what kids do. Uh, definitely with with a virus like this, that's like not that's hardly impacting them. Mm-hmm. They should have they would have we would have been way closer to, to this idea of immunity if they were just passing it around. Um, anyway, you know what I mean. But that was like the worst thing that that could have happened. That's probably a narrative that would get your video deleted off YouTube. Yeah. Right, you right. That, and so still, and still, uh, the CDC is is recommending that all schools go by new guidelines, eat lunch in their classrooms instead of in a cafeteria, and uh, have smaller classrooms. All of these new guidelines, even though we've got this evolving science that tells us that that is completely unreasonable. All right, we've got more to come. We got to take a break. Back in a minute. I think this is going to, that your heads are going to explode with, with this particular story. Jefferson County 911 dispatcher, uh, Heather Silchia, she discovered a message that was put under her windshield wiper of her car from a neighbor we all know these neighbors. We all have them. We're finding out during this pandemic. Uh, the note read, please stay home. I noticed a few days uh, a week you leave home with your baby and return a short time later without it. Then I see the man of the house arrive with the baby later in the afternoon while your vehicle hasn't moved all day. This leads me to believe that the kid is in daycare. Stop. I'm assuming that the man has an essential job since he's gone all day. But if you are home there, there's no reason for your child to be in daycare at a time like this. Uh, It goes on to just completely assume what this woman's situation is. Uh, She actually works the graveyard shift for Jefferson County, uh, again, as a 911 dispatcher. So, I mean, really, how dare she try to get sleep during the day, in the middle of the day, uh, so that she can go to her job to feed this child that she has to send to daycare because she doesn't have a choice. I Honestly, if there's any good that comes out of this, can we just shame all of the Karens Absolutely. that have come out in this pandemic? Because I'm done with these people. It's funny, like, I read that note, and it really describes, like, my household life pretty closely. Like, I work from home most days. I take my kids to daycare. You know, I go to the store. I'm not wearing a mask. But most of my neighbors are out, too. Like, I see more people out now than before. So I'm kind of hoping that people like this are maybe the minority, because I'm I'm seeing a lot more, like, activity in the neighborhood, because people are realizing, hey, if you go outside, it's not, like, virus fumes in the sky that you're going to breathe in. It also helps your immune system to be outside as well. Well, What are you saying? You can inject sunlight in your <laughs> well, and also, I mean, you know, we have seen it doesn't just help your immune. I mean, yes, it helps your immune system, and we've known that for forever. But they've also come out and said that the virus yeah, can't is, handle like the heat, the, the, the heat, sunlight, humidity, humidity yeah, sunlight. Very, that's yeah. the worst thing for it. Yeah. 
God forbid you go outside as well. I guess at least she didn't call the cops. I, I hope I don't ever come across people like this because I don't feel like I would be able to react in love and grace towards somebody who is being so presumptive about my life and all oh, my Aaron. business and just I've imagined the judging. things that I would do and say if anyone ever dared come up to me while I had my kid out on a walk. So what you're saying or at is the if, park that's, by the way, currently still open in my city. They're not closed. <laughs> the next so time you're not on this show, we're going to know that you got arrested for assaulting <laughs> Karen. I mean, I don't want to say it. But <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. Probably so, Eric. Oh, man, this is it's so frustrating that there's people out there like that. That um, Look, I've talked about this with the ease of restrictions. It does not mean that you can't do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So if you want to sit your silly behind <laughs> in the house all day long, cooped up, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't force every. That's a risk that they should be free to. A, that, that woman ain't, ain't hurting you mm-hmm. by having her or taking her kid wherever she's taking. That ain't got nothing to do with you. If you're quarantining yourself, you're fine. Uh, well, you, maybe you think you are, um, but that's fine. Like, let the person assume those risks. But the fact that there's so many people out there like that, that are, I mean, yeah, you said thankfully she didn't call the cops, but there's people that are out there doing that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And calling the, the cops on people um, and they're enforcing these sort of draconian, nonsensical laws, um, getting citations, uh, arresting people, depending on what, what part of the country that you're in for this. Like, yes, it's bringing out the worst out of these types of uh, people. And, yeah, they should be shamed to the oblivion. It's putting <laughs> citizens and it's putting police officers in these situations where you're creating conflict. Yep, At some point, absolutely. the stuff's going to boil over. You're going to have fights. Yep. God forbid, you know, you got a cop with a gun. You might have somebody else with a yep. gun. You don't yeah. know. You don't want to create extra conflicts between people and police because you're calling on cops on them because they're playing with their kid at the park or something like that. It's just, it's dangerous. Which is a good point. It's also separating, I think, the good police who are there to uphold their oath and the ones who are just there because they, you know, graduated from their mall security. I've seen too many videos, man, of of, uh, these, these, look, (laughs) you know my position on on this, on on the institution that they serve. And it's, to me, if anything, I think this should let uh, definitely a lot of conservatives see that a lot of them aren't on their side on, on this type of issue. Yeah. Um, I know it, 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 it sounds good that, you know, they're going to defend your beloved Constitution. That's what they dare. They're not there to uh, do these things. But you, you're seeing a lot of these guys, uh, you know, with their heads up there behind and doing a lot of uh, bad things, enforcing bad laws that have absolutely nothing to do with actually saving people. And taking glee in it. Uh, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're being really like condescending uh, with it um, as well. Like, yeah, yeah, that this is what I'm doing. And they're taking pride in, in, in doing that. If anything, this is what I, out of all of this, have hoped that a lot of people that, dare I say, worship that institution, look at that and just at, at some point understand what a lot of us, d- definitely libertarians, have been critical of mm-hmm. um, is that, you know, because we've a lot of us seen it firsthand. I've seen it, you know, long before all of this took place. But now it's as much in your face because I've had people reach out to me saying, yeah, man, you were right. You know, you were a little right. They're starting to see that. Thankfully, we do have social media now. And people are recording these people doing these things like uh, they uh, just as much as you may think that there's that, you know, those one or two cops that will refuse to enforce these sorts of laws. Unfortunately, there's a lot of them that absolutely, you know, will. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. Did you guys see the uh, that video from Rancho?
Yesterday's poll was in light of the responses to Joe Biden's sexual assault allegation. Who is the biggest hashtag me too hypocrite? Uh, Alyssa Milano won this one. 45% say Alyssa Milano. Well-deserved, I say. Followed by Hillary Clinton, 31%. Kirsten Gillibrand at uh, 14%. And Kamala Harris at 9%. Today's question, today's poll is, after an abysmal week for Joe Biden, will the Democrats try to replace him before November? Yes or no? They will try. If they're not already trying, because they should see the writing on the wall and maybe they should lean into this allegation stuff and try to get him out yeah. somewhere because it's looking bad for him. I say Hillary, third time no, no, the charm. Let's that. do it. Oh. Let's do don't it, you Hillary. Speak that here. Hillary, let's <laughs> do it. This is your chance. This is your chance. That actually would be great to see get, a rematch. Get in there, man. This is your chance. Get that would be great there. to see a rematch. I get can't imagine the American people. Oh, I, 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 I want this show, man. I want that show so bad, man. <laughs> right. really that would be entertaining. Is. That would He's be done please. with America. Please, you just want to see the world burn. That's all you want. Like a true libertarian, I'll say. Libertarian today, man. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thank you guys for being here. We'll see y'all next week.